Hey everyone and welcome to episode 31 of the Audience Please podcast with me, your host, Adam. Hope everyone has enjoyed the first two episodes this year so far with Memory of Elephants and Leona from Jen. And if you haven't, please do go and check them out. The Memory of Elephants one was a particularly fun conversation. Um, and also go and have a peruse at some of the previous episodes from 2020 and 2019. We're coming up to almost two years of the Audience Please podcast, so had a good selection of guests in that time. Um, and also, of course, go and check out Memory of Elephants EP Dark Flannel and Jen's single that's come out. Um, their EP's coming out pretty soon. Um, Jen's EP, I can definitely recommend when that drops. So talking to bands that have released some stellar music so far this year, which there has been an absolute ton, um, I welcomed Lois and Tim from Punk Band Drones onto this episode of the podcast to chat about their new album, Our Hell Is Right Here, and how they've put it together over the last year, which has been challenging for them on many, many levels. Um, and it's a superb follow-up to their debut album, Exiled. Um, and of course, we talk about some of their top gigs ever, and we actually get very forgetful towards the end, certainly me and Lois do, about uh, venues and gigs. Um, I think it's a bit of a lockdown blank brain thing, if that is a thing. Um, I'm going to use that as an excuse anyway. So um, anyway, hope you enjoy it, and hope everyone's keeping safe out there, and I will see you next time. Bye! <laughs> How are you guys doing? Good, thank you. How are you? Hey, yeah, doing really well. I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, I've got a cup of tea on this particularly cold uh, winter afternoon after a bit of snow yesterday, which was a, a nice surprise. Um, so first of all, I wanted to say uh, thank you for coming on. Um, and I'm also really gutted that um, the show we had booked with you with Hunting Season uh, was cancelled from May. Um, I was really looking forward to that. It was a really ace lineup but it's good to have you on the on the podcast um and chat about that uh, your new album that's uh, dropping well it would have come out by the time this episode goes out so really excited to have heard that and it's uh, it's really Looking really good into guys the yeah for the listeners we're we're time traveling beings uh, <laughs> uh via zoom um so other than finishing up the new album how have you been keeping yourselves busy during lockdown is there any music that you've been enjoying particularly at the moment anything on repeat oh god uh i'll go first what well, so i've been listening to um uh, there's a couple of new bands, standout bands. They're not new, but they're newly discovered by me. Uh, the first one being a band called Blood Command. Uh, I nice. think they're Swedish. Um, they're really cool. Uh, kind of got a bit of a Marmosets feel, but at the same time, a little bit like rougher and rawer uh, sounding. Nice. Um, and then another band that I've been listening to called, I hope I pronounced this right, is uh, Kvalitek. 
Oh, Cavell Attacker, amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I've been uh, really getting into them. Uh, bought a couple, couple of their finals recently. It's, yeah, been really good. Um, amazing. Yeah, but it's just, it's, it's um, I don't know, it's been really inspiring to listen to. It just sounds really fresh and exciting. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I'm those two yeah, bands quite a lot. Yeah, definitely a very interesting band. What about you, Lois? What have you been doing the last few months? Oh, I feel like I'm <laughs> in a loop on repeat. <laughs> Uh, the only one I really remember listening to and being like, this is awesome, is a Pup EP. I oh, think yeah. they're called Pup. I'm assuming it's not Poop and not the EP. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, mean, I mean, if you want to call them Poop, I'm fine with that. Uh, oh, that's yeah, the new, poop, the new Poop EP is great. Put like a little um, umlaut on the top. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I haven't really uh, got back into them recently. I should uh, give that a listen. Um, so, yeah, how does it um, finally feel to have your new record out, um, uh, Voices from the Past into the Future? Um, I know it's uh, been a struggle uh, for you guys putting it together um, this last year, and um, you lost a guitarist <laughs> as well. Somebody left the, left the band. Um, yeah. So, how, how's the whole process been for you? Uh, for you uh, getting this finished in the last year? Yeah, that. So, Rob, our old guitarist, left in April, I think it was. Oh wow! And then, so our new guitarist, Tom, who's kind of new but kind of not, because we played a tour with him um, in 2018, I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was. So yeah, but so since Tom's officially joined, we haven't actually all been in a room together. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it's a bit. We weird. did. We did do. We did have. Uh, we had one rehearsal one practice, at some point. Um, yeah, but yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's a bit. We we haven't actually, despite the fact he's been in the band for almost a year now, we haven't actually all got together and really played together much or attempted to write anything new. Mm. Um, in terms of this album coming out, I mean. It hasn't been easy. It's it's a massive relief to you know to to get out, and I think we're all really proud of it. Um, but especially coming from like kind of work on it, and mm-hmm. with Rob leaving, um, yeah, it certainly hasn't been easy. Uh, lockdowns made everything like pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Glad it's out now, though. Woo-hoo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the hard work is done. Yeah, <laughs> now yeah. we can just enjoy it and hope that everyone else does. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've I've been enjoying it. I've had it. Um, I've had it on repeat a few times. Um, Amazing. The, the last week, and yeah, it definitely is a sounds like a leap forward for you, uh, for you lot as a band, um, like musically as well. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I wanted to talk a bit around, uh, it's more of a question for you, I suppose, Lois, the the sort of content around the album, because I know this was a much more personal album for you, whilst the your last album, Exiled, was more of around others' challenges, uh, specifically the migrant crisis. So why was the, the shift to more personal topics uh, on this album a, a theme? Yeah, um, I think I just kind of got pushed over the edge a little bit. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I've... It's like having stuff to write about about and it being like feeling therapeutic when you do it. And then it just was kind of like, I need to write this all down and get it all out. (laughs) Because I just went for a bit of a rocky couple of years. And yeah, um, yeah, so it just felt natural to to write all those songs. And there's so much on it because a lot happened. (laughs) (laughs) There was a lot going on. Um, But there's still like some, like, not so much in the singles, although actually... 
maybe in one upcoming single, although this will be talking from the past. <laughs> um, yeah, there's still some kind of more like world issues that are kind of discussed on it that aren't like totally personal. So there's still that kind of crossover on a few of the songs. But yeah, it's definitely a bit of a drastic um, curveball from the last record, lyrically anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely feels... Um, I think- I know- Sorry, Tim, go on. No, no, I was just going to say, I think for, for me that was kind of... Uh, part of the appeal of um, what Lois had done for the album is that, you know, although a lot of the songs are deeply personal, they're not, they don't like exclude people. They're, like, they're very relatable. And I think a lot of people listening to it can relate to, you know, what, what the lyrics are about and, you know, what, what Lois went through and, you know, how it fits in. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know the band I've spoken to recently. Um, for another upcoming episode um their album's particularly personal that's something that they said as well um and that's why why you write these lyrics and write these songs you want them to be relatable to to your audience and for you to connect to them um and certainly when we when we get back to gigs <laughs> that um you have that connection in a live room as well which would be which would be really awesome um how do you think you guys have um developed musically on this record do you feel like it's been a uh, a step forward for you guys from from ex- exiled. I think so. I think the songs sound a bit more grown up and mat- matured. Like, it, I t- I, not to say that anything's kind of got any more kind of like technical complex. I just feel like we're more comfortable writing. We're kind of writing the songs we want to write, as opposed to kind of trying to uh, I don't know prove anything yeah, to anyone. Less, you know, like, like we're just kind figuring of figuring out what it's supposed to sound we, like and kind of we all want it to sound like we all yeah. kind of, we all kind of know our strengths and we know what we want to bring to songs and i, I mean that, that's not to say but like you know i think we've all still been conscious of drone sound alive so a lot of the songs but i think overall it's just like yeah it's just more grown up sounding um, and we're all kind of happier writing yeah yeah definitely i can definitely hear that as well um I think you're right. When when you when you get into second album, you you find your feet a little bit more and yeah. um, know what you're comfortable with, um, and can definitely push the, push the envelope a little bit more. Um, oh, I wanted to talk a bit around our oh, hell is right here as well, um, and getting Ren from Petrol Girls as a guest. How did that come about? Because I absolutely love Petrol Girls, yeah. having seen having seen them in a South London kitchen many a times a few years ago. <laughs> I absolutely love them. So yeah, how, how did how did that come about? Getting Ren on board? Oh, I was I was in the living room, so I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I saw them live. I didn't know who they were, and then they just kind of they were. Um, actually, I saw I knew the band that was supporting, and I went to the show, and then I saw them play, and was like what is this <laughs> so good uh yeah because obviously like you know li- live they're incredible so they kind of caught my eye then and then it turned out that the guys in drones already kind of had links with them and it's in like a former life played with them um before as well so kind of already knew those guys uh yeah and then here we are a couple of years later after that mm-hmm. and ren was very happy to do it um, Tim, you can talk about a bit about how it was recorded because it was remote, wasn't it? Yeah, that, I mean, yeah, again, I, I believe Ren lives in, uh, she lives in Germany somewhere, doesn't she? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was it was either Mitchell or Kerr who kind of, you know, pitched the idea to Ren and Ren, like, 
absolutely loved it. Like she wanted to jump on boards. Um, so yeah, she was kind enough to record the vocals on her end. I think she's got a friend who works in the studio. Um, and yeah, she just sent, sent over like two or three different takes, uh, like slightly different like kind of styles and takes on the, the vocal part. Uh, and yeah, I, I just got to mix them in. But yeah, it was, it was, she, she brought like so much energy to that song. Like it was, it was yeah. crazy. Uh, and her, her vocals, like I, I, I know when we were like dem- demoing this song, we kind of initially just had like this kind of, I think it was Kerr, he was, um, he was just kind of shouting the vocal part. Uh, but when it got to kind of actually recording the album, we were like, you know, Ren would be perfect for his part. So um, yeah, when we approached her, she was, she was more than happy to get, uh, be involved with it. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah like I said, absolutely. Love Petra Girls. Oh, sorry, yeah. my, t- my tea went down the wrong way then. Uh, <laughs> I, was like, I think I saw that happen. <laughs> I just ah. took a beat. Uh, live recording, everyone. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah, abs- uh, like I said, absolutely love Ren. And like you say, yeah, she's got so much energy. I remember when was the last I saw them? Yeah. Not long before lockdown, actually. I think it was at the Oslo they played. Um, oh, and nice. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They've been bringing it to a bigger stage as well, which has been great to see as well. Yeah. Like they've, they've played trees as well and packed out yeah. tent and yeah, they're, they're incredible. No, it's where, where we, where we did played we play it. from last? Yeah. Was um, that a day, day festival up north? Was it Leeds or Manchester? Uh, it was the Bridgehead, I think. Wherever oh, that nice. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that for the uh, Hell Hell Hath No yeah. No Fury? Hell Hath No Fury, uh, festival. Yes, I think it was. It was with um and with uh War War on Women as well. Yeah. Oh War on Women, yeah. what a band. Yeah. 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 No, they're wicked. Um yeah, that was a funny show because again, actually like Petrol Girls saved the day, so I had a bit of a, a technical mishap and my, my amp was just playing up. It turned out to be like the speaker speaker cable uh connecting the speakers to the amp. Oh, wow. Uh that had like burnt out. Uh, and Petrol Girls uh, kindly lent us some kit and, uh, yeah, allowed us to play the show because without them, like, yeah, we'd have been screwed. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to them, Phil. <laughs> yeah, shout out to them. Um, so, Tim, uh, I suppose a follow-up question on the on the album. So, obviously, yeah. you, you produced it up in St Albans, where you are now. Yes. Um, how is it having sort of two two hats on when it comes to being in the band and being producer? Do you have to do you have to take one hat off and put the other one on? Um, how do you separate the two processes? It's it is a very difficult balance. Um, you know, I often find you kind of get so. <sighs> There's like two ends of the spectrum because, like, you know, on one hand, you know, I'm uh, towards the end of the album when I was kind of doing the final mix tweaks and doing the mastering and stuff. I was still in my head thinking, like, oh god, I wish I'd play that guitar part like a little bit better. Uh, and it was just the most annoying thing in the world. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You, you have to find a balance. We, we kind of do it out of like necessity. You know, I absolutely all the songs are, you know, they're, they're kind of like our babies. So like, I don't. I, I guess I've probably got a bit of a phobia of. Uh, working with someone else, being a bit of a control freak. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it kind of works quite well. I think all, all the guys, I mean, I can't, I can't speak for everyone, but I, I guess all the guys are quite comfortable, obviously, working with me as well. Uh, it's a lot less intimidating to going into, like, a, a much bigger studio of a big hotshot producer. Um, and I think the... You're comfort- a big hotshot producer. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you go. <guys. laughs> um, but you know, like I, I just like I, I like the idea of everyone being comfortable, and I, I feel like that's how you're going to get the best performance out of everyone. Is you know when they're kind of comfortable, and you've got the time and the you know the resources to just kind of get 
get through the takes and uh, get what you need. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's not easy. Sometimes I regret it, but you know, I always feel like the end <laughs> end, end, end result, uh, yeah, makes it worth it in the end. Lois, would you would you would you agree with that statement? Would you say he's a good producer, or do you think he's a bit of a yeah, he cracks the cracks the, cracks the whiskey, <laughs> long pause uh, no. yeah it was awesome yeah of course and like yeah definitely um for me anyway recording vocals i definitely feel more comfortable um when it's just me and tim because obviously he knows the songs as well and it just makes everything that much more like comfortable yeah um, and because tim produces it as well even in terms of, like harmonies and stuff like i'm actually pretty pants at that so having tim like help and kind of uh weave those like with me is really useful yeah um, and yeah it just feels like it, it flows a lot easier and i think you can hear it on this record like everything's a bit more like polished and well more well put together than the last one yeah, yeah. Did, um yeah. Tim, did, you, did you not produce the first one i can't remember the... uh no no i i did we actually worked with uh what's his name uh, to, uh i forget uh thomas Mitchell it... for uh yeah it's, it's... Our, our drummer is called mitchell thomas, mitchell thomas. <laughs> this, this guy's name is thomas mitchner <laughs> yeah so um we uh he handled drum production we went to his studio in watford which is just down the road from st albans uh yeah. he's worked some wicked bands like he was in uh frank Hart and the rattlesnakes for a bit i think he's still involved oh. in them now but he's produced a lot of their stuff i think you know most of their stuff uh and he, yeah he's wicked produced from watford uh yeah. so yeah we went 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 to him for a week and we did the drums there and that was a you know really great kind of eye-opening experience and it was uh yeah it was really great working with them nice. um but yeah yeah they, i think this this time round it was a lot there was a lot more on me uh you know like it was it was a lot more work there's more songs um so it was just a much bigger scale project overall yeah yeah i, I suppose uh lockdown might have helped though because you've just been able to hold yourself away a little bit and just crack yeah. on with it <laughs> well you, you say that but i had unfortunately i had like you had too much time yeah <laughs> i had too much time i also had loads loads of my studio equipment was just like crapping out me uh like my main like studio speakers just decided to burn out and being locked down i couldn't get them repaired so i was kind of working with like some little crappy headphones for a bit um it just it all these little like bumps in the road just you know <laughs> adding to the enjoyment of making an album during a uh, global <laughs> pandemic um but no no it was good it was good well well it's 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 out now and uh, <laughs> a big big relief off your shoulders yeah um so uh just before we move on to the the last bit of the podcast about top gigs played uh i wanted to quickly touch on josephine uh the video and the virtual world that you guys set up which i think is absolutely wicked i've never seen anyone uh, decide to put up a virtual world around yeah. a piece of music <laughs> um and yeah i was watching the i hadn't watched the video until this morning actually and um, I love the stop motion alien chameleon yeah, right. thing that's yeah. going on. So yeah, just talk a bit a bit around that. How did that all sort of come together, and where did that idea come from for this world, this virtual world? Uh, so <laughs> we obviously needed a video, and to be honest, <laughs> we didn't really know what <laughs> what that was going to involve, and we definitely didn't know that that was going to be the end product. I don't think like in the initial conversations about it but yeah. we kind of put out like a feeler for different videographers to come forward and kind of pitch what they what they would do for it um and then we found william he's the um creator of that video yeah. and he'd only kind of done like kids 
like <laughs> TV shows and stuff before. So then he was like, okay, well, what's your like idea and your concept and stuff? And then we came up with this idea of, you know, the aliens and the alien strip club and everything and drinking and like aliens with three boobs. And then actually, no, the aliens with three boobs was his idea. So I was disappointed. Oh, yeah. That didn't come to light. They sadly only have two. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when well, I think when we pitched him this idea, he was probably a bit like, "What are you talking about?" But yeah. obviously, he did it, and it looks great, and we're really pleased with it. Um, and a few people have said that it's like a bit, um, what's the word? It's kind of like an oxymoron with with the song. Like it doesn't fit in some ways, but in other ways, it totally does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit. It was a bit of a juxtaposition. I think he was yeah, like, yeah. he was really stoked to work work on it because I think it was quite ambitious, like for him to tackle. Like especially yeah. considering like the time frame, we had quite a strict like time frame for it, and we were yeah, very aware he, that obviously stop motion. Feel, was it three months? It was less now, wasn't it? Yeah, something like, like that. Yeah, three, three months. months he made yeah. the whole thing, and wow. he said he filmed like ten seconds of it a day. That's oh wow! Made. But that's including like you know like the the, the character design, set design, yeah, uh, so all nice. of that. Um, yeah, he he really went above and beyond. Um, but yeah, I think we're all like super stoked on the end result. Um, yeah. it, you know, it's such a like kind of unique thing, and it was just perfect because obviously we couldn't. It wouldn't have been easy to film like a a normal performance video or like a normal video. Um, and it was just like, yeah, it was kind of like, yeah, it was like a nod to like old, like 90s kids TV shows kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> like a bit of a messed up twist. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was really we've cool. Got, we've got the, um, the little like clay figurines. Oh. Our, our clay figurines. <laughs> because I don't want to ruin the video if you haven't seen it, but I imagine you probably have if you're listening to this. Um, they, they're they all kind of like torn apart because obviously like, in the video everyone they're all like dismembered just like here's Kerr's leg <laughs> <laughs> they've been well to be fair yeah actually I shouldn't ruin it well no fuck it I'll ruin it um, yeah everyone dies at the end as well so uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what, why do you all die at the end I was really sad you were going on a nice little adventure across this world and then all of a sudden you're in this alien strip club and you're dead before you know it I, I think know. maybe that the point of the video is too <laughs> it's too subtle and no one gets what's going on. But it was supposed to be it was supposed to be the idea that like because the song is about drinking and how um it turned sour for me at least anyway. Yeah. And it does for a lot of people. So the idea was supposed to be that like everything was fine and dandy and it's this cute little TV show and everything's fine and then it starts getting a bit dark and twisted and weird and then in the end it just all goes terribly wrong. Um, yeah. And that was supposed to be like the underlying theme, whether or not people get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, nah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was just so, alien strippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you watch it for the first time, like I did earlier, I was kind of like, oh, this is a nice little journey. And then it was like, oh, alien strippers. This all is goes, like you say, yeah. it, get, it gets a little bit darker and a little bit darker. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're all dead on the floor. It's yeah. it was kind of, it was kind of <laughs> sad. Okay, I'm not dead. It's just <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a really good video and. For people listening, I do recommend you go and see it, especially if uh, one poor man spent so long making uh, <laughs> claymation. Um, definitely get some views. Um, yeah, man. So, yeah, moving on to the, the last bit of the podcast, uh, which I've renamed, whether it's a good name, I might change it, Flip Side of the Barrier. So it's about top gigs played and top gigs been to. Um, and obviously, 
you guys have played with Marmosets, Gallows, Funeral for a Friend, you've played Download Festival, so there must be many shows that stick in your mind. So, uh, Tim, let's start off. What are some of the top gigs you've ever played, mate? Right, yeah, so I I think probably one of the standout, I I think Lois is probably going to say the same one, but uh, uh, my favourite show that I've played to date was probably Antifest. Uh, which was a day festival in Netherlands. Uh, and it was obviously organised by Anti-Flag. Um, they headlined the show. No, did they headline? No, they played quite early on because they wanted other bands to kind of headline the show. Uh, and that was just like, it was just a dream experience, man. Like playing with so many amazing bands. Um, it was just, it was fantastic. Like I discovered a new band, well, me and Lois discovered this new band through that show. Uh, which we'd never heard of called uh, they're called Gouge Away and they kind of did like a a secret set and uh, yeah Yeah, they played like it was someone else's set wasn't it and they played it was was another band called all their stuff off stage and played like two songs in the middle of the set (laughs) it was was in the middle of a band called I think it was uh, Culture Abuse uh, yeah, they, they they stopped like halfway through, and they were like, "Yeah, now introducing Gadway," and Gadway just kind of hopped on stage for a couple <laughs> of songs. It was just like amazing. Um, but yeah, just like stuff like watching like Black Peaks played. Uh, I remember me and Lois, me and Lois uh, stood at the side of the stage for Cancer Bats as well, and it was just like it, we just had like the best people around us. Like we had a, an amazing team, uh, and it was just like yeah, it was just perfect. It was wicked. Uh, so that's probably my favorite favorite show I've ever played. Um, in terms of favourite show that I've ever been to, uh, probably like, I don't know, like Slam Dunk back when, uh, what year would it have been? Like, I don't know, like 2017 or 2018. Uh, and Adam, I know you all love this, but I think my favourite set was uh, probably watching the Bronx. Uh, yes. And they, they just went absolutely... Representing right now. <laughs> yeah, good man. I saw, I saw, that's probably why I brought it up. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was just like they they just they've been doing it so long. Like they're like, you know, the like in my eyes, like one of the, the top punk bands, hard, hardcore bands. And uh they just the fact that they're still doing it so well this like this many years later, it's just like testament to how great they are. So, yeah, that's probably my favourite show I've seen. Yeah, yeah, can definitely uh attest to the Bronx as you just said. Um I think I mentioned it in the end of year podcast um, from last year, seeing them at the Black Heart. And like, they're, I can't remember how old they are now, but they must be like touching 40, maybe over they've 40. Been, they've been doing and, it a while. Yeah. And Matt has still got so much energy. He's just yeah. absolutely insane front man. Um, so, yeah, good choice. Good choice. Um, <laughs> Lois, um, what's some of the top gigs that you've played? Um, uh, so. We've played at Camden Roundhouse. We've played the wow. main room and there's a little one underneath as well. Yeah. And we've played both of those. And both of those shows both stick out in my head as being two of my favourite. Um, mm. The one upstairs in the main room was like a split. There was like two stages next to each other. And it was just like a full day of punk music. Oh, amazing. And so it was just like punk man, punk man, punk man, punk man. <laughs> and it was so good. It was just constant all day. And what, then the one downstairs. Um, what was, was the, um, what? Sorry, what was uh, what was uh, what was that called? Do you remember? Because I, I um, it was it was curated by I think it's curated by Roundhouse, isn't it? It was it was um, Doc, Doc, Doc Martin were Doc Martin were involved yeah, as well. It was it was like something Doc to do with Martin. like uh, like forty years of like punk or something like that. Wasn't yeah, it? oh that was oh, it. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, that's right. You have a good memory. <laughs> forty years of punk. Um, yeah. Because yeah, obviously Roundhouse used to be like a huge punk venue back in the day, and. Yeah, everyone got free Doc Martins. It was great. 
Amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That Although was good. I was in my little vegan rant mode and didn't want them. <laughs> 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 Keep your leather shoes. <laughs> <laughs> did, they, did, they, did, they, did they not have the vegan ones to offer? No, you? they didn't. I was very that, sad about it. Yeah, that's no. that's that's kind of surprising for a I mean, sponsoring yeah. a punk thing and not having the vegan ones this available. Was, yeah. This was a few years ago, to be fair. So maybe it's different now. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then we played the downstairs room as well. And that when we played that show, it was like a headline headliner, and it just felt really cozy. Like it's a nice little room. Um, that was really, yeah, really good was, energy for that show. Wasn't yeah. it? it was just like, yeah, that was wicked. Yeah, I think they're a couple of my favourite. Yeah, I mean, there's loads, but yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, what are some of the top gigs you've uh, been to the other side of the barrier? Um, the biggest tingles show i've been to so many gigs <laughs> I, I genuinely think that because like i play music i work in music as well like i do stage management and stuff like that and and i go to shows i reckon i think i've been to a thousand a thousand gigs like yeah. i can hands down say that but <laughs> so i can't remember any of them <laughs> but, uh, yeah i think the biggest tingles one of the last few years was russian circles and brutus um, yes. Yeah. Oh, was that? Um, was that? Um, I think I was at that one. Was that? At the, where is it? I that? don't know. Where was it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I've only. That's the only time I've ever been to that venue. It's like a long, yes, long venue, and it's got like glass. Yes. Uh, is it in London? There. Yes, it's in East London, and I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Uh, no. It's, it's like, yeah, it's. Um, I wanted to call it Oslo, but it's not. I know it's not Oslo. No, it's, it's much, maybe, much bigger. Maybe it begins with an O. No, it's. Um, oh fuck's sake! I'm gonna look out. <laughs> I'm gonna look it's out. Funny. I can't. No. I can't. I can't leave this because it's. <laughs> Russian circles. Uh, Google I think, always has the answer. Was um, didn't Bosk support as well? Yeah. Uh yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, it was Oval Space. Oh, That's what it's oh. called. I knew there was an eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that was Amazing. that was a great gig. Um, yeah, kind of a weird venue. I've I've seen a couple yeah. of other gigs in there. I've seen Peaches in there before, but yeah, it's right. a very weird venue, I think. Yeah, I didn't know it existed, and I, that's the only time I've been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, cracking lineup and yeah, Russian circles are just insane. Um, God knows how many times I've seen that band before. Um, yeah, so and it... Go on. When I was... Can I just say, <laughs> I want to know, because it's been annoying me, but I didn't know what questions you were going to ask specifically about shows, right? So I thought maybe you might be like, what's the weirdest show you've seen or something? Yeah, and I, don't I mean, go I for it. I dreamt about this, but do you, do you know... Is there, is, there a, <laughs> is there a band where the singer stands on, like, a hydraulic platform... And like controls it himself and like moves into the crowd, or have I completely what? dreamt that? I have no I idea. Have no idea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like a show, a show we've played. <laughs> no. <laughs> is this on your like? Is this on your wish list, Lois? You want like a hovering platform that you can use to like? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 that would be my dream. No, because I remember seeing it, but I don't know if I dreamt it. That's a that's a very yeah I, I think that's it's very not, niche. So like someone if someone listening knows, please tell me because it's driving me crazy. 
Yeah, I was like if... googling hydraulic platform man singing. <laughs> were, you, were you actually looking it up and trying to find yeah. it? Oh my god, that's great. Um, so good. Yeah, I definitely think for your next tour, you should uh, get a hydraulic platform. Don't know how you'd get it into a venue though, unless yeah. you're playing like Brixton or something. But um, back of the van. Yeah, back of the van. Um, yeah, uh, I'd love to see that though. Um, and you've you've totally thrown me off now. I can't remember what I was, <laughs> can't remember what I was thinking. Um, but yeah, that's that's amazing, and I think that's a, a perfect point to finish on. Um, what? Um, oh God, you really have thrown me. Um, where can people uh, pick up your great new album from? Uh, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll take it. <laughs> if you uh, head over to uh, our uh, our website, uh, www.thisisdrones.com, uh, mm. there's pre-ordered, or there won't be pre-ordered links anymore because that will be out, but uh, there's links there to uh, purchase the album in both uh, Europe, UK and America slash Canada. Uh, um, we're working with two different labels uh, respectively for that. Nice. Um, so, yeah, all the info links are there. Amazing. Thanks, Tim. No well. Worries. Thank you, Lois. Thanks, Tim. Uh, it's been a, a great laugh. And um, I really, really hope you have a hydraulic lift for your <laughs> next show. Oh, no. Uh, no, no. Expectations if, are high. Yeah. Now. If you can source it, I'll, I'll book you again for a gig. And it's <laughs> <Right>. on. <laughs> but, yeah, thanks so much, guys. And uh, we'll catch up soon. Cool. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Alan. Cheers.